ancient Hawaii on the Big Island, a woman named Uli married the god of war, Ku. Their daughter, Hina, became an enchanting woman who married the Ali'i of Hilo. They planned on raising their children in the husband's kingdom while Uli remained in Kona. During the birth of their first son, Hina birthed a piece of rope. The royal retainers were going to throw it out when Uli appeared, took the rope, and returned to Kona. She cared for it, and it became humanoid. The humanoid became the demigod Kana. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 119, the Hawaiian demigod brothers, Kana and Niheu. I am Kamuela Kanashiro, a native Hawaiian professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. Our ebook, Legends from the Pacific, book one, is now available on Amazon. These are variations of our stories from episode 1 through 50. So support our show and click the link in our show notes to purchase your copy today. Later in this episode, your featured song in Hawaiian word. But first, let me share with you a story about the Hawaiian demigod brothers. As usual, I apologize for any mispronounced names or words and appreciate your understanding. Yes, this episode proves there's other demigods aside from Maui. The problem is many of these stories were lost in time. Also, as a reminder from our Hina episode, number 31, Hina was a very popular female name, so the Hina in this story was not the goddess Hina or the Hina who was Maui's mother, sister, or wife. While Uli cared for Kana in Kona, like a grandmother cared for her grandson, or Tutu would care for her Mo'opuna, Hina birthed more sons in Hilo. The youngest was Nihe'u, a short, fierce warrior who wielded a giant spear with ease. However, on the island of Molokai, an ali'i who commanded men, and thanks to his powerful kahuna, had an army of animals in the air and sea. The Ali'i decided it was time he had a wife and sent birds to search all the islands for the most beautiful woman in Hawaii. A bird returned, claiming such a woman existed on the big island in Hilo. The kahuna knew the woman and warned she was married to Hilo's Ali'i. His master didn't care and demanded the kahuna send a creature to retrieve her. The kahuna commenced a ritual. A stone grew into a mountain that became a giant rock turtle with lush vegetation on its shell. It was dispatched to Hilo. While Hina swam, she noticed a hill with beautiful vegetation. She went to it. The grass tickled her feet. The ground shook and she fell on the plush vegetation as the hill took her out to sea. 
The sea breeze carried her cries to her family. Her husband demanded answers. His kahuna explained a Molokai ali'i kidnapped her. The ali'i faced his sons. How many of you will save your mother? I will, Nihenu said. But his brothers were silent. The furious ali'i dismissed his silent sons. Nihenu marched to a canoe. I'll be back in a day. Nihenu, stop, the ali'i said. From the looks of that kidnapping monstrosity, this ali'i is dealing with magic. See your tutu in Kona. She may provide something to help you. Near Nehe'u's grandmother's hale was a massive sleeping hut that stretched from mountain to sea. A giant man with huge eyes appeared. Nihe'u screamed and ran. The giant's arms stretched, grabbed Nihe'u, and brought him back. Why do you flee from me? The giant said. Is it because my horrendous eyes? Nihe'u lied, and the giant knew it. Put him down! Uli ran from her hale, flailing her arms. Put him down now! Yes, Tutu. The giant put Nihe'u down. Tutu? Nihe'u faced Uli. But you're my Tutu! Uli crossed her arms. I'm both your Tutus! Uli introduced the brothers and asked why Nihe'u was here. He told her of the Molokai Ali'i kidnapping her daughter. Tutu, Nihe'u said. Kana would be a great help in my rescue. No, Uli said. He's your older brother, but he's still learning his abilities. Tutu, Kana said. If my mother is in danger, I need to help her. Uli scowled. Nihe'u, you promise to look after your brother? Yes, Tutu. You better mean it, kid, because if something happens to him, you'll answer to me. Uli pointed at Kana. And you! Don't get hurt. Got it? Kana agreed, and the brothers went to Hilo. Nihe'u introduced Kana to their father and brothers while preparing a canoe. Kana got into the canoe, but it sank. Another canoe was brought out. It sank. Nihe'u dashed to the trees that made the best canoes and chopped down two. Kana caught up with his brother, but the sun was on the horizon. They agreed to finish the canoes tomorrow. The rising sun woke the brothers and revealed the trees were replanted and undamaged. Nihe'u clenched his fists and darted for Kona. Uli was about to enter her eating area when Nihe'u appeared. You! Nihe'u waved his finger. You did something to the trees because you didn't want Kana to leave. Uli slapped Nihe'u's face. How dare you surprise your old tutu like that? She slapped him again. And that's for raising your voice at me. And I was about to eat. Didn't your father teach you better? Nihe'u cowered. I'm sorry, Tutu. Her eyes narrowed. That's better. Now what is it that has you yelling at your poor old Tutu? I cut down two trees, but they were replanted this morning. Uli laughed. My Mo'opuna may be strong, but he is dumb. It wasn't me that replanted your trees. It was the forest spirits. You have to properly ask their permission to take such fine trees. Nihe'u nodded. Would a canoe of those trees support Kana? Yes. Could you please show me how to ask the forest spirits for their trees? Uli agreed. Nihe'u gathered the offerings, left them for the spirits, and the following day woke to a completed canoe hut with a completed canoe. The brothers took the canoe to the water and sailed to save their mother. On Molokai, 
the ali'i was constantly denied by Hina. His kahuna entered, claiming he had a dream that Hina's sons were coming and they'd destroy their kingdom if she wasn't returned. The ali'i waved off his kahuna and sent birds looking for the sons. Hours later, the birds confirmed the sons were approaching. The ali'i dispatched his swordfish to destroy the canoe. The great fish obeyed and charged for the brothers. Niheu scanned the horizon, focused on the disturbance in the water, and killed the swordfish before it damaged their vessel. The brothers brought the canoe near Molokai's towering cliffs. The ali'i ordered his kahuna to discover their enemy's weakness and made his warriors roll a boulder at the canoe. Kana stretched. His hands stopped the boulder and wedged a small rock to hold it in place. Good job, Nihe'u said. Kana smiled. Thank you, but it will take me a while to disembark. Nihe'u sighed. Our mother's been captured for too long. The stout warrior leaned his spear between canoe and cliffs, dashed up his weapon, collected it, then ran to engage their enemy. The Ali'i's warriors confronted him, but when the demigod quickly defeated the first dozen, the others retreated. Nihe'u found his mother, grabbed her, and ran back to the canoe. As the Ali'i demanded his warriors retrieve Hina, his kahuna entered. Master, I discovered the stout one's weakness is his hair. The Ali'i smiled and sent birds to pluck Nihe'u's hair. Halfway to the canoe, birds descended on Nihe'u and plucked several hairs. The demigod was startled and dropped Hina. He swatted the birds, but they dodged his attacks. During the commotion, the warriors caught Hina. Nihe'u yelled and tried pursuing, but the birds were too much. The warriors fled to their ali'i, and Nihe'u retreated to the cliffs. Kana stretched and stepped from the boat to his brother's side. Where is our mother? Nihe'u shook his head. I had her, but birds attacked me. It's no use. They know my weakness. Kana grew, and in a few steps was near the ali'i's land. Hina screamed as the ali'i dragged her onto the stone turtle's back and commanded the turtle to grow. The turtle stood and stretched into the heavens. Kana stretched after them, but he wasn't used to stretching so quick. His body thinned and became no wider than a spider's thread. Kana! Nihe'u yelled. Lean over to Kona and our tutu will feed you. Kana leaned over and placed his head outside their tutu's hale. Uli was shocked seeing her malnourished grandson. She summoned the winds. They told her what happened while she fed Kana. On Molokai, Nihe'u noticed Kana's bulk returning. Hey, that's enough eating. You hear me, Kana? Come back and save our mother. Nihe'u made a small cut on Kana's massive foot. Kana finished chewing while his tutu complained about Nihe'u being too concerned about his hair to save his mother. Excuse me, Tutu, Kana said. There's a tiny pain in my foot. Ulu's hands fell on her waist. That's your brother wanting you to chase after your mother. But Tutu, I can't stretch quick enough to reach them. Uli sighed. Oh, my Mo'opuna is so tall, but dumb. You don't have to be quicker than the turtle. Just smash its left and right stone legs. Kana thanked his tutu and returned to Molokai, where he smashed the stone turtle's flippers. The kahuna's incantation was broken, 
and the turtle reverted to its stone form while Kana smashed it. Then he caught Hina and the Ali'i. The brothers gave the Ali'i's kingdom to neighboring Ali'i, and Nihe'u introduced his mother to Kana. Hina embraced her oldest son and begged his forgiveness, for she wasn't as skilled in Hawaii's mystic ways as her mother. It's okay, Kana said. I don't think anyone knows more than our tutu. Nihe'u lowered his spear to their canoe and looked over his shoulder. Kana stared at the sunset. Kana, Nihe'u said. You okay? Kana gestured to the horizon. When I was up there, I saw so much of our world. There were islands, places, and so many things I've never seen before. Nihe'u smiled. Go see them. Kana faced his brother. But what if Tutu finds out? Ah, we won't tell her. But if she does find out, just say it was my fault. Kana faced Hina. Mother, don't stay away too long. Hina hugged him and kissed his cheek. The brothers hugged. Don't get in too much trouble, okay? Nihe'u said. And I'll see you soon. Kana nodded. Nihe'u picked Hina up. Hey, she said. Don't drop me this time. It wasn't a far fall, but it hurt. Nihe'u rolled his eyes. They boarded the canoe and sailed to Hilo, while Kana stretched and stepped onto Oahu. Do you know who the Hawaiian volcano god was before Pele? Or who the Hawaiian god of poison was? Become a Legends from the Pacific Patreon member to hear these rare stories, enjoy early access to our episodes, and other nifty benefits. So click the link in our show notes and become a Legends from the Pacific Patreon member today. As always, a big mahalo nui loa to our current Patreon members, whose support keeps our show going. Just a reminder that our show is now released on Wednesdays instead of Sundays, but I'm doing my best to have new episodes for our Patreon members before the weekend. Many of the rocks and boulders mentioned in our story were landmarks in Hawaii. Some places also claim to be imprints from Kana. Unfortunately, I believe the boulder held in place by a smaller rock is no longer around on Molokai. It should be noted many Pacific cultures have similar stories to this one. So, what'd we learn? Well, I enjoyed this story on many levels, not only because it had a comic book hero feel, but as stated earlier, it's one of the few surviving stories that give other demigods their time to shine. Because why should Maui get all the attention? Maybe it's just me, but Kana reminded me of Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just my thoughts. But write in and let me know your thoughts, even if you're hearing this in the future. As for Kana and Nihe'u, they had other adventures while trying not to get in trouble with their tutu. But that's a story for another time. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating and write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects were by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is Hawaiian Style by Coco, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is kupua. Kupua means demigod or culture hero with supernatural abilities. 
An example of kupua is Wonder Woman and John Constantine would make an interesting kupua story crossover. Once again, kupua is Hawaiian for demigod or culture hero with supernatural abilities. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho! Stranger.